Happy Easter. Christ is risen. Amen, amen. It's good to see you all, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the, uh, the amazing bank holiday weekend weather. It's, uh, it's been beautiful, and um, uh, what, a, what a day to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. If you're new with us this morning, a uh, particularly warm welcome to you, or perhaps you're joining us online for the first time. It's great to have you here at Trinity Church. My name's Pete. I'm, uh, I'm one of the pastors here, along with Malk, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a joy to see you, uh, and, and to see uh, a bunch of new faces here today as well. You know, um, almost 20 years ago, I was camping out on the Kazakh Steppe. Uh, it is a, uh, a grassland plain that extends about, well, thousands of miles from, from uh, China right the way through to Eastern Europe. And uh, I was hundreds of miles from the nearest city, and at night, I walked out into uh, a clearing and gazed up at the sky. It was a cloudless night. It was completely still, and I saw something that I'd never seen before and I've never seen since. I saw the Milky Way, uh, our galaxy. It was stretched out across the expanse before me. It looked like um, a soft, pale white cloud that stretched from one horizon to another, uh, stark against the black canvas of space. It was, it was massive, vast in size, and it was framed by thousands of stars. The expanse above me was so clear that I could even see satellites moving across the sky. And I don't think I've ever had a moment in my life before or since when I was so struck by the beauty of creation and how small I am in comparison to it. You know, as I think about that moment this morning, the thing that strikes me is that that scene is above my head every single night. But that evening was the only time where I've ever actually really been able to appreciate it. It's the only time I've ever been able to, to see it for what it actually is. And I think that the resurrection of Jesus is a bit like that for us, for many of us perhaps, whether we're Christians or not. Most of us are familiar to some extent or another, with the story that was just read for us. 2,000 years, years ago, outside Jerusalem, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. For the Bible, it is the defining moment in history. The display of magnificence that should cause us to struggle to adequately voice its glory and majesty and power and significance. And yet, perhaps like the Milky Way, we struggle to see it. Just like the city lights of Manchester block uh, our view of the glory that's arrayed above our heads each night, so the familiarity uh, or, or distractions of our lives prevent us from seeing the resurrection clearly and knowing its beauty and power in our lives. But Easter gives us a chance to look again. I've personally always found Job's words in Job 19 exceptionally helpful as I think about the resurrection and why it makes all the difference for me. These words were written thousands of years before the coming of Christ and the events in Jerusalem of that first Easter. And yet Job, prophetically, in the midst of great suffering, sees where his and our hope 
lies today. And he says to his companions in, in verse 23 of chapter 19, he says, Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. You pray, pray with me for a moment. Father, I ask that now in this moment, as we come to your word, by your spirit, you would still our hearts and help us to hear you speak quietly and clearly to us. And as we hear you speak to us today, we would see more of the beauty and the power of our resurrected Savior, Jesus. So Spirit, come and do your work now, I ask in his name. Amen. Let me lay out for us this morning four reasons why the resurrection of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago is good news for each one of us. Four reasons for our hearts to rejoice this morning. And the first reason is this. Redemption today is not dead. Redemption is not dead. None of us wants to believe that we are beyond redemption, that we are too far gone, that our situation has become hopeless. The reality is, though, that many of us today experience a profound sense of disconnectedness, a lack of purpose or meaning in our lives. Many of us experience an enduring sense of guilt and shame over the choices that we have made. The struggles that we may experience with anxiety and mental health are an expression of longing for something better and a dissatisfaction with the way that our lives has turned out, despite the fact that here in the UK we have enjoyed peace and security for longer than every generation that has preceded us. Even in the current climate, we are materially better off than almost every other people or place in the world. And yet, for so many of us, this sense of futility, of frustration, of self-destruction, of anxiety, so often pervades and controls our lives. Which is why it is so good to hear Job say to us this morning, I know that my Redeemer lives. Friends, because Jesus is alive, our hope for redemption is not dead today. Job had lost everything. His family, his fortune, and yet in the midst of misery, he had hope. Not in himself and his ability to turn things around, but in the reality that his Redeemer lives. What many people fail to understand today is that the, the root cause of our dissatisfaction is not material, it is spiritual. We are disconnected with God. That is our great problem. 
We've rejected him. The Bible calls it sin. And until that disconnection is fixed, until the price for our rebellion has been paid, we cannot experience the peace and the joy and the life that our hearts long for that only comes through relationship with him. But what the resurrection tells us is that that price, that price to bring us back into relationship with God has been fully paid. If the death of Jesus in our place is the sacrifice for our sins, then the resurrection shows us that we no longer have any payment left to make. If Jesus is our redeemer, we do not owe God anything anymore. There is no barrier. Think about this. There is no barrier this morning to his blessing in your life. There is nothing left to be done. Because our redeemer lives, the great act of payment is finished. You see, if he was still in the grave, we might, we might wonder, well, did Jesus only pay 50% of our sins? Did his death only cover 60% of the bill that we owed? Maybe 70. How do we know that his redeeming work is complete? That his death was fully accepted? You see, when Jesus rose from the grave, the answer is clear. It is done. Death cannot hold him because he has paid the price in full. No matter where your life takes you, no matter the things you do or the situations you find yourself in, you are never without hope if you belong to Jesus because your Redeemer lives. The price for your sins has been paid. God has irrevocably committed himself to you to bless you. He is in the process of working his redemption out in your life because he lives. The resurrection tells us firstly that we are never beyond redemption because redemption is not dead. Jesus is alive. That's the first thing it tells us this morning. Secondly, it also tells us this, that this ends in relationship. Job looks to the future and he says, in the end, he, that is Jesus, will stand upon the earth. We all know, don't we, the most important part of the story is how it ends. And the resurrection tells us that the story of history ends in relationship because Jesus is coming. Our Redeemer will stand upon the earth. I think if you asked what matters most in your life, most people would answer relationally. Because relationships are the most precious thing that we have, aren't they? They're what most of us devote the majority of our time to. We live life in community with one another, in relationship. And if we don't, then we keenly feel the lack of it. And we, we also know that although relationships are so precious to us, they're also so fragile. Who here doesn't have at least one broken relationship to talk of? One relationship in their lives that is messy. 
None of us, right? All of us have relationships that are screwed up. We all know that relationships break easily. And we also all know that they break finally. Even the best of our relationships, the ones that we prize dearly, that endure through the years, even those relationships eventually end with death. They end in separation. And when that comes, it hurts. How it hurts. That is the end that we fear. We fear that that is how the story concludes. But if we belong to Jesus, it is not the end that we will ultimately experience. Because in the end, he will come to us. He will come for us. Because he lives, he will return. We know that the earth is a screwed up place. Just look at the news. Look at your life. So much is beautiful but broken. Glorious but tarnished. Evil and corruption, pollution and decay, tragedy and toil are the realities that we so often experience day by day, moment by moment. But the greatest joy that is held out to God's people in the gospel is not just that in the end, suffering and death and sadness and corruption will cease. Great though those things are. The greatest joy that is held out to us in the gospel is that in the end, we get to be with Jesus. You know, I've spent a lot of time in airports over the last couple of weeks. They're pretty soulless places to be most of the time. But they're also the stage for amazing reunions. The joy I felt when I saw my family again uh, after two weeks, amazing. But that will be nothing compared to how those of us who know Jesus will feel when we see him. Easter is the beginning and the confirmation of future reunion. The first disciples clung to Jesus when he emerged from the grave. They thought he was gone and that separation was final, but the end, our end, is not separation. It's relationship. Because Jesus lives and he will come to us. But you know, let me just drop this in for us to consider this morning. That only sounds like good news to us if we are living in relationship with him now. If I ran over to some random stranger at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport last week and embraced them crying, saying, Oh, it's so good to see you again. I think we can all agree today that would have been pretty weird, right? It would have made no sense. Reunion is only sweet if relationship already exists. If you don't know him, if you don't prioritize him, well, this probably doesn't sound like good news to you this morning. But you know, when I was in America... I thought about Han and the boys every day. I, uh, I, I would call them often. 
I imagined how good it would be when I got home. And when that happened, it was a moment that was filled with joy. This is only good news if that is how we know Jesus in relationship. Because resurrection tells us that this ends in relationship. This is how our story ends if we belong to Jesus. That is good news for us this morning. He will come to us. That's the second thing that Easter speaks to us today. The third thing that Easter reminds us of is that we will rise too. There is often a sense of finality at funerals. As we gaze at the casket being lowered into the ground or disappearing behind the curtain, we are confronted with the terrible reality that there is an expiration date on each of our lives. We do not live forever. And yet, we read these words together a moment ago. This is Job speaking. After my skin has been destroyed, he's referring to physical death, after physical death, yet in my flesh, in my physical body, I will see God. What Job is saying there, what we are hearing today, is that because Jesus lives, those of us who trust in him as our Redeemer and who live our lives in relationship with him can face death with confidence because for us, death is not the end. We will rise too. We will rise with gloriously renewed bodies, never to die again. With gloriously renewed minds, never to struggle and suffer again. That is an astounding claim. It radically changes how we should think about every aspect of our lives. Humanity lives in the shadow of death. Just turn on the news for two minutes and almost every story we hear is affected in some way or another by the presence of death. But if death is not the end for us, if one day we will rise, then that is the primary thing that should shape our lives. And the fact that Jesus today is risen, the one who made this promise has himself walked out of his own grave, then we can be confident that what Job says is true. It's true for you and for me. I was reading Romans 6 earlier this week. And in verse 5, uh, the Apostle Paul says, If we have been united with him in a death like his, in other words, if we have trusted in him so that when he died on the cross, it was for us, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. That is our confidence today. Jesus has been bodily raised. So shall we be.
death for the believer in Jesus is not the end. Jesus' resurrection assures us of it. Which finally leads us to this point. This is for you. That's the message of Easter. This is for you. Listen to Job. Did you hear his emphasis? I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. You hear that? Resurrection is not some conceptual thing for Job. It's not something that he hopes in based upon family history, based upon culture, where he grew up. Resurrection for Job is his hope. He will see God. He himself. Now let me ask you this morning, can you say that today? Is this the hope that you share in? Is this your confidence? Do you know that your Redeemer lives? Jesus' invitation is to all of us to trust in him. It doesn't, doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where you're from. doesn't matter what you're going through or where your life is headed. Resurrection is not earned by us. It doesn't require us to do something to figure it out by ourselves. What God offers each of us today is a gift. Redemption. Relationship. Eternal life. And all, all we've got to do, brothers and sisters, all we've got to do is to receive it and believe. Believe that Jesus did this for us. It's only when we stop trying to redeem our own lives, to fix our own lives, and put our faith in Jesus to redeem us, that we can share in this resurrection confidence of redemption and relationship and life after death. Don't leave to say, today saying, I know that your Redeemer lives. Know him as your Redeemer too. Ask him for forgiveness. Believe that his death and resurrection is for you and begin right now to experience true life in relationship with God, a life that is foundationally based upon and shaped by the hope of resurrection, a life that has been once and for always redeemed and is a daily experience of that redemption being worked out. You know, if any of you want to uh, come and talk about what that might mean for you, what that might look like, uh, and pray about these things uh, further, just come, come see me uh, after the service has ended. Don't leave it. Let this Easter Sunday be the day when you experience resurrection hope for the first time. And for those of us who today are able to say with Job, I know that my Redeemer lives. Believe it, brothers and sisters. Treasure it. Rejoice in it. For here is the truth. Here is the reality. 
redemption is not dead for you. Resurrection is held out for you. Relationship is your end. These are the things, the foundational things that shape our lives. And we can live today rejoicing that God has done this for us. Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we celebrate and rejoice this morning. We rejoice in the good news that today Jesus is alive. And we rejoice that because he lives, we benefit from all of the blessings of God. We know that we're not too far gone, that we have a Redeemer. We know that we are able to live in relationship and live with a hope of relationship that never ends. And we know that we will rise too. So God, by your spirit, burn these things into our hearts, I pray, so that we might have great joy this day. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.